Happy New Year! Welcome to another episode of the Modern Day P31 Woman with your host, Crystal Ingamezzi. Hey girl, how are you? How have your holidays been? How um, has your, you know, holiday season went? We are in a new year. Congratulations, girl, you made it. Um, Thank you for hanging around with uh, this podcast show. There are a lot of new listeners that we have acquired in you know 2022 and so i'm excited for what god wants to do this next new year if you are new here please go ahead and click that subscribe button so you get notifications of new podcast episodes and if you are a faithful listener and you're returning hey girl how are you i'm so excited to be talking with you again sharing with you some of the things that god shared with me this episode is going to be rather interesting. Um, if you've been here for a while, you know I tend to get um, very kind of intrusive <laughs> with my life because God, you know, allows my life to be ministry to others. And so um, these past couple of weeks, God has really been, you know, showing me things about myself that I didn't know was there. And that is oftentimes what happens when we go through a season of refinement. God, you know, brings up things in our hearts, you know, in different impurities, different iniquities that we may not have even known were there. Sometimes they've been placed there through just inheritance in our bloodline. Sometimes they've been placed there through childhood trauma. And sometimes they've been placed there just from the world. And so there are some things that God shared with me. And we're going to be talking about waiting, like what to do while you're waiting. Now, this can encompass you know, a myriad of things, right? Whether you're waiting on God's promises, you're waiting on healing, you're waiting on a miracle, you're waiting on an answer from the Lord. If you're in a season of waiting, this podcast episode is especially special for you. So I want to encourage you to come in with an open mind, an open heart, and to be ready to receive because this one is going to be good. So before we jump into our anchor verses for this podcast episode, I wanted to share a little bit of, you know, where this is even coming from, right? I mentioned earlier, and I think in the previous episodes, that these couple of weeks, you know what I'm saying? Or I should say like December was a very challenging um, month for me. A lot of things happened. And oftentimes when you are on the brink of a breakthrough, you will experience the most, you know, satanic attacks, the most heightened spiritual warfare, because you are literally, you know, like on the cusp of something new. And so as God has been moving me into a new season, into another dimension of his glory, there's been, you know, heightened attacks and just heightened experiences that, you know, have really shown me, like I said, things earlier, you know, about myself, things that were hidden in my heart that I didn't know were there, things that I realized I hadn't fully healed from. And so if you're someone who's listening to this and you had a tumultuous childhood experience or you have, you come from a lot of bad relationship experiences or you come from like a volatile family environment, um, I want to welcome you here because I relate with you. I come from, I share those same experiences as you. And oftentimes when we are exposed to trauma or toxicity or abuse at very young ages, 
as we grow and mature, when those things are not dealt with and we're not shown healthy relationships or, you know, we're not placed in healthy environments, we can sometimes take those experiences with us and they will, you know, do a thing in our heart and in our minds that lead and cause us to, you know, walk us, go astray from God's word or to be led um, into spaces and arenas and areas that God's spirit and God's presence is not in. So if you've noticed that you constantly find yourself in bad relationships, and this can be, you know, both romantic, this can be friend-wise, it can be business-wise. If you just know that, or if you notice, right, this is going to be some, you know, self-reflection. If you notice that you have a stem of bad relationships or bad experiences with people, or even if you feel like you've had bad experiences with God, I'm hoping that as we flow through the journey of this podcast episode, God will illuminate things to you in your heart, in your mind, in your life that he's been wanting to teach and show you. So let's jump into our anchor verses for this podcast episode. So we're going to be looking into two different passages. The first passage is found in the book of Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six. Now, this is a very popular piece of scripture. So you've probably heard this, you know, um, more than once. (laughs) It reads, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Now, when you read different translations of the Bible, you'll see different interpretations. Some versions will say he will make straight your path. So it is this idea that when we lean on God's word and God's Holy Spirit to lead and guide our lives, he will direct our paths. And if in the event that we have a crooked path, right, from making mistakes, he will make those paths straight. He will use, he will create and cause all things to work together for our good. So when I uh, transition and I, you know, converted, this was the, the anchor verse of my life. God was constantly putting this verse in my head. He was constantly making me read it. He, I, I had people who would give me gifts and this verse would be on the gift. (laughs) And so God was really, really trying to teach me early on at the very beginning of our journey that this was something he really wanted me to get. And it took me about eight years to really fully understand the full concept of this passage. I think sometimes we hear scripture and we say, oh yeah, that sounds great, but are we living it? Are we doing what the scripture says in our real lives? And so I'm going to dig deeper into what that really looks like and means to lean not on our own understanding and trust in the Lord with all our ways, with all of our heart, you know? Um, And the second passage for this podcast episode comes out of Joshua chapter six, verses one through 27. Now, I'm not going to read that. You can go read it for yourself. If you go to our website, p31women.org, you will see a blog post for this podcast episode where you can see all the scriptures. You can read you know, everything in full context. You can save it, use it as a devotional or something for your study time. Um, but in Joshua chapter six, verses one through 27, you will read about the story of the walls of Jericho falling down. It's a very popular story, but I encourage you to actually read it for yourself. And something that was very pivotal for me as I was going through my refinement process, you know, during this past month of December, as I was entering out of that, 
God put this story into my mind and I'm going to be sharing with you some really interesting secrets that the Lord revealed to me about it. So Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and to lean not on our own understanding. So what does that really mean practically? What does it look like to lean on our own understandings? Earlier in the episode, I talked about trauma, right? And I talked about, you know, the possibility that if you have experienced some type of trauma or maybe your parents experienced trauma and the lessons they taught you didn't come from a place of God's word, but it came from a place of trauma, you may have, you know, been taught to survive. You may have been taught to, you know, be self-sufficient. You may have been taught not to trust other people. There are certain types of lessons and conversations that those who have not healed from traumatic experiences will pass on to their children. When trauma is not healed, it becomes transmitted generationally. So for a lot of us, we may be anxious and we don't even know why. And it may be because your mother struggled with anxiety or your father struggled with fear and anxiety. And so it's important for us as people to understand our bloodlines. Like, you know, um, have conversations with your parents if they're still here. If they're not here, ask God to give you revelation about some of the things that may be in your bloodline that may still be affecting you. When David killed Goliath, when you research the history of the giant Goliath, he came from a tribe, from a nation of people who were supposed to be killed a long time ago. And so when we choose not to kill things in our lives that God has called us to kill, those things will be transmitted to our children and our children's children until God raises up a David to slay that Goliath. When you read the story of Joshua that I gave you the verse in chapter six, verses one through 27, I would encourage you to read the whole book of Joshua because it's really, really good, especially if you're someone who's in a season of entering into your promised land, or you're right at the cusp of entering into your promised land, it'll really encourage you. When you read the story of Joshua, God gave the children of Israel strict commandments when they were to enter into the promised land. And that was to kill everything that was in the land. Before God gave the land over to his children, there were already inhabitants there who served and worshiped other gods. And so God instructed his children, hey, when you come into this land, number one, you're going to have to fight. <laughs> number two, you need to kill everything that's there. And number three, make sure you follow my commands when you are in this new land and all will be well with you. And so oftentimes we, you know, we, we, we come to God, right? God will find us or we'll reach out to God and we will start our journey, right? And before God gives you the promises, before he places you in the space where you have like glory and the dominion that he created all of us to have on this earth, he will take you through a process of refinement that looks like the wilderness, that looks like purifying our hearts and our intentions, that looks like sanctification. And it's very dangerous when we misinterpret the times and the seasons. When you read in Ecclesiastes chapter three, you will see that for everything under the sun, there is a time and there is a season. When you read the book of Genesis, starting in the beginning, you will see that as God was creating, he created 
times and seasons. So God moves in times and in seasons. Before God brings you into his promises, he will purify your hearts and your intentions, and he will expand your mind, right? He will transform your mind so that when you get into his promises, you don't make the same bad decisions that caused you to cry out to him in the first place. So Trusting in God with all of our heart, this means we have to allow God to search our heart. When you read the book of Psalms, you will see David writing like, God, search my heart. And oftentimes we don't know what is in our heart, especially if you come from trauma and abuse or manipulation. Um, Those of us who maybe have parents who are very manipulative, oftentimes we don't realize the condition of our heart. And when you have a heart that is sick, it will cause you and lead you to make bad decisions, right? And so when we give God our heart, we are giving God the opportunity to purify our hearts and to place good desires in them and to rid us of any toxicity that may have been planted there by the world, by bad relationships, by toxic people, or by our bloodline. And so God is very intentional and he's a very good father. He's not going to place us in, you know, um, in habitations where we are not ready for. And that can be really hard to receive because we tend to feel like and believe that we're ready. (laughs) Especially if you like older, like if you grown, you're like, hey, I'm grown. And it's like, uh, yeah, but you haven't healed from the childhood trauma you experienced when you were five years old. And so God will take us through a season of purification and that will look like the wilderness where he has to take things away or he has to kill certain things or he has to burn certain things down so that he can show us and reveal to us what is in our hearts. And oftentimes when people have a misinterpretation of God's character and they misinterpret their seasons, they will see their wilderness season and think that God has abandoned them or that God has betrayed them, or that God is not on their side. And either they will go back to Egypt, right? If you've read the story of the children of Israel, when God um, rescued them from Egypt using Moses, and he brought them into the wilderness before he was able to use Joshua to lead them into the promised land. Whenever God takes us out of Egypt, if we are not careful in the wilderness, we will either go back to Egypt, we will go back to the slavery, We will go back to the bondage. We will go back to the demonic systems because we misinterpret the times and the seasons, or we will not trust God because we misinterpret his character and we will stay in the wilderness and never be able to actually enter into God's promises. And so oftentimes that is the case for most people. And that's why it's important for us to have actual and real devotional lives with God in real life. Because when you when you take the time to get to know God and search out his character through the scriptures and just through like having daily experiences with God, you get to know him better, right? Um, I don't come on here and preach to you a uh, religion. I come on here and I tell you about the Lord. I have had many experiences with God and I search and I study the scriptures because he's my God. And I'm in relationship with him. And by me giving myself over to what he has in mind, it allows me to have a relationship that's real and authenticated that no one can take away. And I want that same thing for you. And God wants that for you. God wants to build a true and authentic relationship 
with his children. And so when we are able to actually study scripture and actually understand God's character and not just see it at face value and say, oh yeah, trust God, you know, give him all my heart, lean not on my own understanding, but really to understand what does that look like and mean for me in my life, right? And so for me in my life, because I came from a certain family and, you know, there are certain things in my bloodline, I was taught to be self-sufficient. I was taught to be independent. I was kind of given this ideology almost as if I didn't have a God, right? As if I was my God. And it was up to me to create my own life and to make decisions that made the most sense to me. So I was taught to lean on my own understandings. And so when I, you know, was 24 and all of the things I had acquired on this earth, right? All of the degrees, um, the position, the money, the relationships, the influence, I had done all the things that I was taught to do. And I had the things that people are out here trying to get, right? I had them early. I was in, you know, major corporations. I was exposed to a lot of high level professional things and acumen at a very young age. And when I acquired all of those things and I still felt incomplete, I still felt like there was so much more my life was supposed to be than that. It caused me to fall into depression. It caused me to, you know, seek out different, you know, sinful, lustful things to make myself feel better. It was, you know, my way of escaping from my reality. And what really happened was that I was taught incorrectly I was taught to lean on my own understanding. I was taught that if you are intelligent or if you look a certain way or if you develop certain relationships or if you work at this company or if you have this much money, your life is going to be well. Well, I had all those things and I did all those things and I still was not happy. I was not satisfied. I did not, my soul did not feel complete. My soul was yearning for something deeper, for something more, for someone. And that someone was Jesus. And so throughout the course of my eight-year journey, right, my eight-year pruning, all of the years and all of the experiences God has taken me on to learn about him and his character, to have all these experiences in the spirit world and in the real world, and all of the things I share with you all in these podcast episodes, God was training me to not lean on my own understanding, but to trust him with all of my heart so that he would lead, guide, and direct my paths. And so for you, I want you to assess your own life and your own experiences. What has your life looked like? Are you someone who was taught what I was taught? And that's the world system, right? The world teaches you this. Were you taught that it's about your intelligence? It's about how much you know. It's about who you know. It's about how much money you make. It's about how you look. It's about who you pair up with. This is how you advance in the world. This is not how we advance as children of the Most High. We advance when we trust God with all of our heart, when we lean not on our own understanding, and when we acknowledge God in all of our ways so that He the one who made us, the one who sees all things, the one who knows all things, the one who sees the future, the one who knows the end from the beginning can direct our paths. So 
Thanks to your downloads, we've opened up our listener support feature, which allows listeners of the Modern Day P31 Woman podcast to support us through a small monthly subscription. Partner with us as we continue to spread the gospel to modern day P31 women around the world. Click the link in our show notes to support. So let's talk about emotional and mental strongholds. So as I referenced earlier, um, something God was trying to get me to understand, right? Through the verse Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, not to lean on my own understanding. He was helping me throughout this past season, December, to understand where that came from and how some of the trauma I experienced in my childhood had not fully been healed. And so oftentimes when we don't heal from trauma, it will cause us to develop this very strong defense around our heart and around our minds. And when you hear the word stronghold, this means a stronghold. It's often classified as a fortified structure um, that is meant to, to protect something inside and to keep others out. And so people who tend to struggle with lust or like homosexuality or um, like sexual perversion, or maybe they're very manipulative and the list goes on. Oftentimes there's a stronghold there. There's a mental stronghold or an emotional stronghold that has been created and erected and it keeps the truth out. It keeps God's word out. And oftentimes when we're not careful, we can have strongholds in our lives that we have not been informed about. And this is why it's such a beautiful experience when you live life with God, because God will reveal things to you that otherwise wouldn't you wouldn't know about, right? The Bible says that Jesus is the light. And the Bible says that, you know, the truth shall set you free. And so for me, I had a a mental and emotional stronghold when it came to control. I was raised to control my life. I was affected by a lot of bad relationships that caused that stronghold to build higher walls. And so for me, it was a defense mechanism. It was like, I have to protect myself from harm. And that bled into my relationship with God, where I wasn't trusting God in certain decision-making because I felt like he was going to hurt me. (laughs) Or I, you know, I just felt like I'm so used to being hurt that I'm going to protect myself. So I'm going to make my own decisions. And I was constantly finding myself in crazy situations where God had to come bail me out because I had a stronghold. I had a mental and emotional stronghold that was erected because I, you know, came from trauma and I didn't fully heal. And I wasn't necessarily raised to trust God with all my heart. I was, you know, kind of conditioned to believe that God was just one of the ways for me to kind of get what I want or to, you know, kind of navigate and move around life. And oftentimes we don't realize what we're being taught for a lot of people, especially people who maybe they grew up in church, but it was very religious and it's very vain where they don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have any fruits of the Holy Spirit. They don't have like a real thriving relationship is because oftentimes when we're young and we're coming up, coming up in the world, we go to school and we're taught this world system. And then we go home and we're taught the system in our home. And then we go to church and we're taught the system in church. And so you end up developing what I talked about in the previous um, episode, this polytheism belief system 
where there are many different ways to navigate life or there are many different ways to control your life. And when that's not dealt with or assessed, you will find yourself having these mental and emotional strongholds that you have developed or acquired throughout trying to navigate life, trying to protect yourself or trying to you know, make certain decisions. We end up having this idea that there are many ways to do life and there isn't. There is one way to do life and be successful. And that is having a real authentic relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. You will never experience true peace. You will never experience true joy. You will never experience purpose without relationship with God in this way. Jesus is the way, the light, the life. He's the only way. And from someone who has lived life the other way, I can tell you from experience, I am someone who is very much a high achiever. So when I was sinning, I was sinning, right? When I was off, I was off. When I was doing things in a wayward path, I did it all the way, okay? So I have been there, I have done that, and I can tell you from experience, that is not the way to go. Living life with this polytheism belief system where there's like these different ways to live life, you can do it the world's way and God's way, that doesn't work. <laughs> That is a lie and that system does not work. And that's why people often find themselves frustrated with life is because you're trying to do life two different ways. You can't serve two masters. You can't be hot and cold. You can't be lukewarm, right? You have to be either hot or cold. When you try and live life doing certain things the world's way, certain things the way you're toxic family taught you certain ways, certain things the way that ex-boyfriend who was a manipulator taught you, certain things the way it says in scripture, you're going to find that your life is going to be very chaotic because you have a bunch of different systems that were not meant to work together. Okay. The systems of this world were not created to benefit you and I. God's kingdom was created to benefit you and I. And so it's important for us when we read and study scripture to understand, these are not just words. The Bible says that all of scripture is God breathed. These are things that God has given us in this generation to have a life more fulfilled. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have life more abundantly. So the abundant life that your soul is crying out for lies and rest in Jesus. And it lies and rests in following the things that God has set out for his children to follow. God's word has not changed. <laughs> and this is why I create certain episodes around certain topics that are very popular that are rooted in witchcraft and ideolatry, because the world will try to tell you that, oh, this thing has changed. And God is like, my word has never changed. <laughs> it's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so if you find yourself that, you know, certain things that God tells you to do, you have a hard time doing it. It may be because you have a mental and spiritual stronghold. And the Bible says the anointing breaks the yoke. It's not a self-help book. It's not a webisode. It's not, you know, a parent's advice who is not following God. The anointing breaks the yoke. And it was God's anointing and God's process of refinement in my wilderness that broke the yoke. Now, 
when you read about the story of Joshua that I gave you and the children of Israel were commanded by God to rock, to walk around the walls of Jericho six times, um, well, to walk around the walls of Jericho six days, once every six days. And on the seventh day, they were to walk around the wall seven times. And on the seventh lap, they were to, you know, go into praise and the walls fell. What God was revealing to me about that story in connection to my life, when we talk about this topic of, you know, while you're waiting, what do you do, right? God was explaining to me that it was the children of Israel, the children of God, right? It was them following God's strict instructions, right? Because God told them exactly what to do. He said, hey, you need to have priests holding the Ark of the Covenant. You need to have priests who are going to sound a trumpet. He gave them very specific instructions, right? It was them being in complete, total, full obedience to God's word and them giving that loud, triumphant praise on the seventh lap, on the seventh day. Seven represents completion that created an echoing sound in the spiritual realm, in the heavens that broke up the ground on earth and made those walls fall. The walls of Jericho represent a fortified structure, a stronghold. And so God's children would not have been able to enter into the promise had they not been obedient to following God's strict commands and had they not given God praise. God desires for us, his children, to have swift and total, complete obedience to his word so that the strongholds in our lives and in the lives of others that we are called to preach, teach, and prophesy to can fall and that we may enter into his promises. For those of you who have mental and emotional, even spiritual strongholds over your life right now, God wants you to confess your sins. The Bible says, confess your sins one to another. That is the prayers of the righteous that availeth much. You cannot expect to enter into something God has without giving your heart to God. And what this world tries to teach us through witchcraft and manipulation is that you can get the promises of God outside of God's way. That is not true. What the enemy does with a stronghold, he uses a stronghold to control and manipulate people, right? If you've ever met a manipulator or a narcissist, you will find that they have this stronghold that causes them to reject the truth. And oftentimes the devil uses them to mislead, to hurt, to abuse, to misguide others. And so you choosing not to relinquish control, not to surrender to God, not to confess your sins to God, not to repent, not to allow God to work on your heart, not to allow God to refine you through his process in the wilderness. You choosing not to do that is going to keep those mental and emotional strongholds up and you're gonna be prevented from actually entering into God's promises. God is not a liar, okay? The Bible says that God is not a liar. He's not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should change his mind, right? He's not gonna change his word and he's not gonna lie to you. So we have to learn to authenticate our relationship with God by actually walking in accordance to what God's word says in the Bible. And when we do this in real life, when we move like the children of Israel who marched around the walls of Jericho as God instructed them to, who gave God praise on the seventh day, on that seventh lap, right? Which looks like completion, 
right? They had to do what God said or the walls weren't going to fall and they weren't going to enter in. That's what we look like when God gives us a promise and he says, okay, I need you to do this, 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 and this. And we say, oh, I'll do the first step and the fourth step, but that second and third, I ain't doing that. The walls are not going to fall and you're not going to enter into God's promises. And this is what we do, right? We get caught up. The enemy will come. He'll bait us. He'll distract us. He'll lure us away from actually following in God's footsteps. And those fortified systems, those strongholds will not fall. And therefore we will not enter into God's promises. We are in a season where God's children are going to be forcefully moving in accordance to God's word and God's will. So much so that the fortified system, the walls that Satan has used to keep God's people out of God's promises are going to fall. The Bible says that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God. God is going to be doing some transformative work in 2023 that the world has not seen. God is doing something in the midst of his people and he is calling us all as his children to be obedient, to give him praise and worship, to match our feet to his word. There is a trumpet sound in the spirit that is echoing in a realm that we cannot see, that will cause things to break up, that will cause the earth to move, that will cause, cause systems to change, that will cause chains to break in the name of Jesus. God wants to break chains. He wants to transform your mind. He wants to do something new in your life. He doesn't want your life to stay the same and neither should you. There is an impact that God wants to make in the earth and it's going to be through his people. When the children of Israel called the walls, caused the walls of Jericho to fall, not only were they able to enter in, not only did they do exactly what God told them to do after the walls fell, but the people around knew that these people, they serve God. <laughs> they serve God. We don't know who we serve and we out here serving these false guys. They ain't doing that. They ain't making walls fall. They're not making fortified systems fall. These people must be God's kids. That's what God wants to do in 2023. God wants to make it known who his children are. God wants to make it known who his kids are. And if you're a child of God, it will be shown through your swift and strict obedience to God's word, God's will, God's way. It's God's way or no way. God's way is the way. It is the only way that leads to an abundant life. And God wants an abundant life for you. So I want to ask you today, while you're waiting, what are you praying to God for? What are you asking God for? What I have found is that as God's kids, right, we go through this process, right? We mature in the spirit when we're obedient <laughs> and we get to know God more. And as you get to know God more, right, as you fast, as you mature spiritually, as you are obedient and you bear fruits of the Holy Spirit, as God gives you land, as God gives you territory, as God expands your ministry, as he gives you influence, you mature and you learn to pray different prayers. When you read in scripture, a lot of the conversations that Jesus would have with the Pharisees, right? Oftentimes the Pharisees, these are the religious men of the time. 
They would come to Jesus because they didn't believe he was the Messiah. They would question him. They would bait him. They would challenge him. And oftentimes either Jesus would ignore them and change the subject, or he would just like completely like push them off. And sometimes that can happen to us when we go to God with the wrong prayers. When you read Matthew 6, 33, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. When you read the full chapter of Matthew 6 and Matthew 7, it's Jesus telling his disciples like, look, hey, I've already covered everything you need. Like, don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. Those things have already been provided for because you're in covenant with me. Like in God's will, these things are already added, right? They'll be added to it. They're already included when you just do what God says. And oftentimes we get tested and we misinterpret tests and we think that God has abandoned us. So we'll start praying these like very vain prayers. And God is like, I already provided that for you. I am just trying to see if you're going to follow my word. And really it's not even that he will see because he knows the end from the beginning. He's letting us see if we really trust him or not, right? The test that God allows to happen in our lives is not so that he can know who we are. He already knows us, right? He knew us before we got here. It's oftentimes to reveal to us who we are because sometimes we think that we really trust God and God will allow a test that will show us, oh, I don't trust God in my finances or, oh, I don't trust God for my career or, oh, I don't trust God for my love life. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to look at things, the spirit, right? That's why it's important to have the Holy Spirit, right? Um, it's important for us to, to look at things through God's eyes and to really pray and seek God for understanding. The Bible says in all you're getting, get an understanding. And so for me, as someone who loves to learn, I like to know things, I'm an intellectual, right? I'm always seeking to understand what God is trying to show or teach me. And sometimes that takes months and sometimes it takes years. There are certain things that I just now have a full understanding of, right? And there are things that may be an immediate understanding, but in all of our ways, in all of our getting, we should be seeking to get understanding. And so God desires for us as his children to pray prayers that are aligned with his heart that are aligned with his desires. God desires for people to be saved and you cannot be saved without repentance. And so when you read in scripture in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, there's a scripture that says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, this looks like repentance, humble themselves, right? And pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. This is one of the reasons why I get agitated when I hear like either like religious people or just people who are spiritually immature complain about the earth, like complain about how crazy it is, how wicked it is. It's like God is telling us in this passage, if his people, those who call themselves Christians, would humble themselves and pray and seek his face, not go to God asking for cars and clothes and houses and promotions and jobs when that stuff is already accounted for in his will, right? 
if we would actually go seek his face, seek his desires, seek his heart, what's on your mind, God? What do you want to happen to earth? What do you desire? If we would seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, turn from our idolatry, turn from us leaning on our own understanding, turn from our narcissism, turn from trying to have everything be about us, then God says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So oftentimes the healing that we do not see in the world is not because of God. It's because God's children are not doing what scripture tells us to do. And I believe that in 2023, we are going to see the works and the miracles of God, of the father, because God is raising up a people who really get it. He's raising up a people who really want to see what God wants to see happen on the earth. He's raising up a generation that really wants to seek God's face. When you read about Moses, you would see times when he would go up to the mountain and he would be face to face with God. God desires for us as his children to seek his face, to seek his intentions, to seek his desires, to seek his heart. Stop making it about us and what we want because us being selfish and narcissistic has caused the pollution of our world. The wickedness that you are complaining about, the the disgust, the toxicity that you are mad about has been created by people who are selfish and who are self-seeking. And so how do we see things change in the world? We do what God's word says. That has always been the answer. That has always been the solution. When God finished creation, he was finished. When Jesus died on the cross and said, it is finished, it was finished. Jesus said, greater works than these I will do through you. There is a work that God wants to do through us and it will only be seen and experienced through us as God's kids, as God's children, walking in obedience and giving praise, worship, and honor to our God who is in heaven. Did you enjoy today's podcast episode? Do me a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast streaming service that you use and leave us a rating and review. Doing this favor for us and doing this favor for me, your girl, will help us to reach more women who are in need of the messages, of the encouragement, of the inspiration, of the life that God has put in these words to help you and to help those who he wants to reach. This is ministry. This is a global podcast ministry. So I would ask that you continue to lift the Proverbs 31 Women's Organization up in prayer as we continue to be obedient to the calling, you know, on my life and on the life of this organization and that you will help us and support us and partner with us um, to have these messages reach the world and to reach all over the globe by rating us and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast streaming service that you use. I would appreciate it and we all would appreciate it and it will be an opportunity for you to be obedient and to partner with what God is doing in the earth. Thank you for listening and I hope and pray to talk with you again soon. Bye.